everybody. This is take two. In the first one, I forgot to say who I am. I am Jack. I'm one of your hosts. Dan will be joining me shortly from our live YouTube segment we do. Today we got a big one. Uh, we're talking about the wobble, like the wedding dance that Dan doesn't know about. Maybe I'm the only one that does, but we get to that because the markets are doing that lately. It's been a long time since a new high has occurred in the NQ. We'll also talk about the world's uh, strangest man, Elon Musk, and his decision to buy 10% of Twitter. What that has to do with the market, I mean, who knows, honestly, but we'll get into it. So look forward to talking to you then. In the meantime, enjoy the show. Good afternoon, friends and traders. Welcome to Limit Up Podcast. I am Dan Hodgman, sitting down with, as always, Jack Peltzer. Jack, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. Dan, I hear you were in Montana. It must have been nice. Sure was. We had a beautiful uh, little vacation out in the mountains, uh, and I can't say it's good to be back. <laughs> I'd much rather be there, but uh, yeah. such is life. Absolutely. Well, you came back to a very special day today, so exactly. I came us. back on purpose, strictly for the podcast. It's the only reason I came <laughs> back today. So I, I I missed a little bit, um, but I you know I think our t- title st- uh, says it pretty well. The wobble kind of continues, but we had some movement across the boards, Jack. Yeah, we did. I was going to like transition it by saying you were at a wedding, Dan. Did you do the wobble? Or have you ever been at a wedding where they do the wobble? I, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't even know what the wobble is. I, like I'm, wobble, I'm baby, a... wobble, baby. Wobble, baby. Oh, wobble. that one. Yeah. Okay. That's the wobble. I have been at the. I have been to a wedding that had the wobble. I will say this. All my dancing looks like a wobble. Uh, I got two left feet. Um, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not the greatest dancer. Yeah, you look like the type, certainly. But <laughs> yes, I fit the mold. But uh, yeah, that's what we were talking about with the uh, wobble today. Is continuously, if we're talking about the equities, we are in a very, very long rendition right now of the wobble. That uh, I have some stats to pull out a little bit later after we go over the stuff that happened today that show just how long we've been wobbling, and it's an interesting thing to look at. Yeah, I'm excited to run through those, Jack, but uh, let's get a quick little brief of what happened here today, Thursday, April 7th. Um, you know, $100 as a barrel is starting to show a little bit of resistance for this crude oil. Uh, we opened up the week just below. Uh, market rallied up. We traded up above it, and today, uh, 98 bucks was the wall. Uh, we've accepted now back below that $100 as a barrel. Are we going to continue to see this trend working lower? That's going to be the question. We opened up away from settlement price. We moved lower way through uh, by a little over $2. That market broke down to 94 bucks a barrel, but rally strong here in the afternoon up to 97 a barrel. So ranges, even though today looks like a tighter day, ranges are still relatively large if we're working from almost $99 a barrel all the way down to 94 So that's a $5 range in the crude oil. That's $5,000 a contract, low to high, high to low there. Yeah, Dan, that's still the widowmaker market over there in the crude oil. That's exactly what it is, Jack. Like it, You look at it, you're like, oh, it's not a big deal. We're getting a little quieter. You know, but then you look at what we happened yesterday. That market broke from $104 a barrel all the way down to 96 That's $8. Those are huge ranges. If you guys go back, let's just go back six months ago, a year ago, um, $0.90 cents was a typical range. So ranges are still, uh, like you said, widow-making. Uh, you got S&P 500 opening up this morning right at settlement price. Broke down near overnight lows in yesterday's swing low, uh, but caught a nice pop here this afternoon. Much stronger pop than we're seeing over the NASDAQ. NASDAQ opened up well below settlement price. Made an attempt to get back up there, but mostly today was just a grind sideways there. Gold, um, 
Nice move in the overnight session. We checked our settlement price last night around midnight. And from here on out, from there on out, excuse me, it's been a nice trend to the upside. Looking for those weak points to get an on trend to the upside. But that market's still maintaining relatively sideways action staying inside in the euro. Uh, inside from yesterday's range, we worked yesterday's high down to yesterday's low. That's zero there for you. And uh, notes, well, Jack, we know the yields are on the rise. So what does that mean for treasuries themselves? Uh, the futures contract, we should look for that market to continue downtrend. And that's what we got here today. We had uh, checked yesterday's highs in the overnight session, but since that market opened up, it's been a steady downtrend down to the low side, uh, trading right around 120.15. Yeah, not a lot of people trying to lock in that, uh, you know, two and change interest rate for the next 10 years. So the rates are really, you mentioned, Dan, how the NASDAQ has been soft against the ES. And really, that comes down to two things. A, the NASDAQ has just been way more overextended in this COVID boom, right, compared to the S&P 500. And second, uh, you're seeing the growth stocks get clobbered by these rising rates. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But the rates are the place to look. We have been on quite the tear in those. The yields are really surging up there. But the place that I am looking at, there's some big, if you go way back on the chart resistance, is you got to watch that big fat round number at 3% on the 10-year. And that range between 3 and 3.2. If we blow through that, all bets are off. So that's what I'll be keeping an eye on. Yeah, if, we get, if we get up to that 3, 3.2% there, that's bringing us back about five or six years since we've seen those levels. Um, so that'll be pretty interesting if we get back up there. And that brings us into, I think, our discussion sort of of the day. Well, first, I mean, like, we should do the whole podcast on the fact that we learned yesterday that Elon Musk owns 9.2%. I've seen a lot of, uh, it's the right way to say it. I've just seen a lot of commentary out there about it. Uh, the richest guy in the world. He wants more involved. He probably doesn't want to get kicked off Twitter, so he just buys the majority stake. That guy, what an interesting. So, like, my experience in the past, I, ne- I never got to tell the story back there because I wasn't actually there at the time. But I had a fellowship where I was working in the office at The Onion, and this was in, like, 2018. And, like, right before I got there, half of the writing staff at The Onion got hired away by Elon Musk to do this is what This is what you can do, folks, when you are, like, mega mega bucks rich and now he's a hundred times richer but hired half the staff to do some sort of weird comedy thing that um it was was like experiential comedy that never got off the ground and he just kind of like canned it at a certain point but like he was trying to buy that too the guy likes to buy weird stuff what do you think his plan is here it's really just to like not get kicked off or is he just being a troll or what well he's doing things that like if i had 300 billion dollars or whatever it is i would do like he starts a company called the Nothing Company. He sells flamethrowers and three hundred dollar hats, and you know, flies. Pe- he's planning on flying people to Mars. Like he's doing things that, like I think, if I had three hundred billion dollars, like my sarcastic jokes with my friends would be like, Twitter. That's one of the biggest companies in the world. I'm gonna go buy a majority stake uh, and see yeah. what happens. I want to go sit on that board, so I'm just gonna buy as much as I possibly can. Like those are think things are that I would have fun doing if like. I had what you called, or I think, what is it? Uh, I don't know who says it, but it's, I have FU money. <laughs> like, that's what yes. he's doing with it. Like, he's doing what everyone would probably be like, that'd be kind of fun. Yeah. 
I would hope I'd do funner things, but I, of course, I will never be worth two hundred eighty billion dollars. So I'll give him. Oh, don't sell yourself short there, Jack. You never know. Oh, With this yeah. inflation so, rate. Who knows what could happen? <laughs> yeah, I could be buying bread with it. I can't. I can't. I, I to this day I cannot get a read on Elon Musk. So that was the big news yesterday, or at least the most entertaining news. Um, but I wanted to talk today more about this wobble. So here's some facts. If we're looking at the NQ, for instance, or the Nasdaq in general, I was curious, like how many days? Because you remember, you know, for the last couple of years, it's been all time high in one of those indices every. 13 days on average or something. That's not, sounds I'm just making right. that up. That's not, that sounds about right. So I was wondering today, like how many days, and I didn't, you know, like count through it. So these are days, not trading days. Uh, how many days it was since the NQ hit its high uh, late last year. So the NQ hits high on 11, 21. So it's been, a and we're running off the active chart there. Correct. Jack, not the yes, contract. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 136. I mean, I can pull up the chart if you want. That's Would that right. be something? Yeah, that's okay. Anyway, 136 days since the last high. To put that in perspective, all right, previous sort of uh, swing highs, we'll call them. 9-7, we hit one. We didn't get back till 10-27. That's 50 days. Uh, 4-29 to 6-14-21, 46 days. Two, uh, February 16th to April 13th, 21, 56 days. There's like a pattern here if they're being a lot shorter. Um 89 days between September 3rd, 2020 and December 1st, 2020. And then there was a 67 one. Here's a question for you, Dan. How many days did it take? It hit uh, the COVID high before the COVID crash was on February 20th, 2020. How many days did it take to make a new high? So that's when the crash started, right? And then we rallied from there. I'm going to go less than what we are now. Yes, good. That, that good. You're getting to what I'm getting at here. This is riveting radio. 100 days. <laughs> Man, you were close. 106 days. So, you know, trading days is probably like 80 or something like that, 70-something. Mm-hmm. But so we have now gone way further, you know, because we're not really close to the all-time highs right now. Let's be honest. It's not going to happen next week, you know, unless... Vladimir I don't know Putin what would has send it that high. He, he, Vladimir Putin would have to have, like, a Grinch moment or something like that, you know, at the end. But he's not. The guy's an asshole. So um, <laughs> we, we've basically been way off. We're nowhere near there, really, at the moment. Like, not within striking distance. So we're getting to these longer things. So how long has it been since we've had a longer time without making a new high? 211 days from October 2nd, 2018 to five, uh, to May 1st, 2019. That was that, remember that Christmas, that December sell-off. Yeah, I remember so that. 211 days. So we could be getting into, what I'm saying here is we're kind of like at the end of this massive uh, rising trend we've almost been in continuously. I think now we can definitely say I don't think that we're necessarily in a downtrend, but we're certainly in a sideways market that I think at this point we could just say has been established in equities. I, I think I, I think you're spot on, right? There's a lot of uncertainty out there. There's a lot of, I mean, I think you could call it confusion at this point, right? There's You got the Ukraine stuff. We, we, there's so many things happening around the globe. 
whether it's inflation, whether it's um, rising rates, Ukraine, you can just continue to just spit them out. There's so many things happening that's got people just sitting on their hands a little bit. And I think, you know, inflation's another thing that's, you're probably not going to see people pulling a ton of money out of the markets, but you're not going to see them putting a ton more money back in because you've got inflation, you've got kind of the world opening back up again, right? We're seeing travel. Um, I have flown, I don't know, five or six times since COVID happened. And every flight I've been on, I I pretty much have the whole road to myself, no one near me. Um, I'm flying to Bozeman, Montana, like almost end of ski season. There wasn't hardly anyone actually skiing. Yet my plane was jam-packed. We were full. They were doing the, this is a full flight. Please, if you can, gate check your bags type thing. Oh, yeah. Um, so you're seeing people get out more and more. And in doing so, you think you're going to start to see people pulling back. I'm putting money into the market. Whether it's something as simple as like, I don't know, I have that Acorn app, which is kind of fun, um, where you can like. Oh, the investing. Yeah. yeah, you hook it up to your credit card. And like if I something's $5.50, it's taking 50 cents and putting it into the market, right? I'm just messing with, like, it's kind of a fun little thing to do that I, we'll see what happens in a couple of years. If I got a bunch of money in there, I can go buy something, right? Like, I think yeah. that's, you know, I think, but I think that's going to stop for a lot of people, those types of things, the Robin Hoods. Um, and that's going to slow this huge rally that we have seen for the last two years. Yeah, and I think that a lot of it is, I mean, obviously the catalyst has been the uh, war in Ukraine. And I always give the, uh, what would you call it, the, the disclaimer beforehand that we are not a geopolitics uh, podcast and not, when we, when we discuss this, we necessarily have to take a level of detachment that is maybe, uh, you know, not worthy. It's a, it's a very uh, terrible situation there. Uh, but we kind of have to look at it through the lens of the market for this because that's, you know, we're not really in a position otherwise. But I think everyone's realizing now it's like we're kind of how I mentioned it's been 136 days since that last high. Um, now we're in a situation from everyone that I see who knows more than me where it looks like there's going to be this extended uh, battle towards some sort of stalemate for there's going to be like negotiations in Ukraine. This can go on for a pretty long time. And I don't see um, that uncertainty being something that's going to like extend us to some sort of new high. And frankly, like I said, last week, it's kind of strange that given all this, um, the VIX isn't really that high. I mean, what's it? Low, low twenties, like low, low, like, 22 or something yeah well the thing to keep in mind too right like the markets have this weird detachment to to things happening right they get numb to what's going on so eventually they do eventually i mean you can go look back i don't know i've been in this industry for over 15 years and like over my time you can see these trends where like something awful happens and it's still happening yet the markets that volatility that concern that fear settles because the market's are unbiased. The markets really don't have that emotional attachment. Eventually, everyone that got emotional to it kind of gets their footing again. And then the markets get back doing what they uh, do. Uncertainty uncertainty is a funny thing in the markets in that it's not it's not how bad things are. It's the idea of how unsure we are about how much worse they can get. Um, because if you think about it too, it's crazy. Like if we dive into something like, uh, like COVID right now, there's still a lot of people out there who 
are getting sick and dying of COVID. A number that if you were to tell me in 20, February 2019, that in, uh, well, what, where are we now? April 2022, there'd still be, you know, five, 600 people a day dying of COVID. I'd be like, holy moly, what? Um, but I think there's a psychological phenomenon too of, um, I think it's like three weeks. You can adjust to like anything in three weeks. That's your life now. You, you have a tough time at first, but then it becomes your new normal and your mind, it's just like a coping mechanism. And that's what we're kind of in where we're past, you know, I think we, we did mention this because we're past, it's been what, six weeks into this uh, war in Ukraine and the markets aren't all that crazy right now there hasn't been this huge crash the oil's kind of around 100 just kind of hanging out so uncertainty is the thing so that's the sideways market for you i'll tell you though jack looking you, you know you mentioned oil that's probably the market i watch the closest uh for everyday life uh <laughs> just to see what's happening over there and you know, we we're, our highs are getting weaker, and, and when I say that, it's the reaction of the market when they move higher. Um, I'm starting to notice that. I'm sure a lot of people out there are starting to see the same thing. I really do hope uh, they'll start to come back a little bit in our favor. Guys, I do see your comments. We do see them. I try and pay attention to them a little bit. Um, uh, if I don't get to them, I do apologize, but I, I saw a question here. Do we read the chat? Yes, I do. I keep my eyes on it, but uh, not too engaged in there, uh, usually during the podcast. Yeah. Was there anything else? No, no. I just want to bring that one up. I saw a comment. Um, do you guys read the chat? Yes. Yes, I do. Do I react to it? <laughs> Not as much as I could. <laughs> we're trying to multitask. So, yeah, Dan, you, you were talking about the oil there making weaker highs. Yeah, so we're making weaker highs. We're seeing that market kind of continue to struggle as it moves higher. Uh, continue to watch that volume too, right? Like even just on smaller time frames, you can kind of see it pretty clearly. Um, on those days where we start to press higher, you see the volume's a little bit weaker. On our down days, volume comes a little bit stronger. That to me is going to say that this market is struggling up here at this moment. Doesn't mean that tomorrow things can't totally change, uh, but those are things that I like to pay attention to, right? You can start to look at open interest, which has taken a little bit of a hit there as well. We've talked about that in the past. I think we talked about it last week in Coach's Playbook or would have been, yeah, last week. Um, we discussed on it there. So those are things to really pay attention to in markets such as crude oil, right? And equities, they're designed to work themselves higher. Um, things like crude oil are not designed to constantly trend higher. Mm -hmm. That like when you're a baby, you buy a crude oil contract and say, I'm going to hold this forever and I'm going to make tons and tons of money. Futures, right? The equity markets, in theory, you're supposed to be able to buy that, buy that equity, hold on to it forever and ever and ever. And in theory, rolls of sevens, you're going to make your money. Yeah. It's the nature of, you know, commodity versus um, something that like grants earnings. And that's yeah. what, what you're describing there is why um, what is yet to be proven with Bitcoin, right? Or cryptocurrencies, because um, Bitcoin is not a stock, right? It is a commodity. So inherently, there's a lot of speculation going on right now where um, you, you know, it's more like oil or gold. You could it go way higher? Yeah, of course it, it, it will, but it's not a company that's going to like increase more, it, give you more dividends in the long run or something right. like that. Right. Yeah. Bitcoin's going to be, I like paying attention to it. Bitcoin's been a kind of a fun one. Um, you know, who knows what happens with it down the road, but it's, uh, 
for short-term stuff, it's fun to watch. And if you buy a little bit here or a little bit there, see what happens, uh, it's not going to be a bad thing. There's Yeah, there's, there's no, no don't more fun. Don't bet your <laughs> life savings on it. You talk like Elon Musk buying 9.2% of Twitter. <laughs> I mean, if you're just in it to trade something that's, that you're going to get the most outrageous uh, stories and outrageous stuff happening, yeah, Bitcoin's got some fun stuff going on. And my understanding is that the, the, the people who are crypto true believers aren't necessarily happy about um, all this NFT stuff because they think it's making everything look absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> Well, it's funny you say that. I read about the NFTs the other day. Um, the NFL is working on making NFTs with Tom Brady's NFT company. Found that I one. Can't see this right now. I'm, I'm rubbing my face. I feel, I feel like my brain's <laughs> gonna melt out of my ears. I don't understand why. That's that's like the like Tom Brady. I think has enough money. I don't know why. He's heavy into crypto, NFT. Like when he retired, he announced all these companies that he's launching, like five, 15, I don't know, a bunch of them. And like one was a, he's got a deal with some crypto thing. Then he's like, I'm launching an NFT company. Like I still have struggled to understand. Like I get crypto, right? I get it. There's, there's value in holding that coin, even though it's not really a coin, but it's like a lot of numbers pieced together, whole blockchain. I get it. <laughs> NFTs, I haven't really understood. Um, I, I, I don't think anyone really does. <laughs> like, like I understand like artwork, right? And like you want to buy a Picasso. I get it. You want to put that big Picasso up on the front hall when everyone walks into your house. You want to talk about it. You want to point to it. You want to share it. Like if you have an NFT, what are you going to just like print a piece of paper out and stick it on your wall and be like, hey, it's sticky note. It's thumbtack to my wall. That's my NFT I just spent $500,000 on. Yeah, I mean, what they would say is that by having the unique, that you can grant certain privileges, sort of like a club or stuff like that. But it seemed, I don't know, it, it, it's it's all pretty wild. I would just think that if I had a ton of money, I was the greatest you know quarterback ever. I would ha I would want to do something when I retired that was either like super fun or like super helping people. I can't imagine being like I'm gonna be an NFT baron. <laughs> it just he i was hoping to see him this weekend he belongs to uh the ski resort that i was out at all weekend and i unfortunately did not see him or giselle yeah he, he, they're both too busy uh minting the uh <laughs> minting helmet grab NFL's into an NFTs. nft yeah <laughs> one last thing i was gonna say before we like start wind down things here the thing i was looking at you were you know talking about the equities right now and um you know you look at the nq if you if you spread out your things a little bit, there's been some great resistance around that 200 day moving average shorting it there. Like I'm counting, you know, in the past past couple of months here, it has bounced off of that thing pretty much like clockwork, like four or five times. So it appears, you know, when there's nothing left to trade on, I always go back to those moving averages. Something. It's been a while, too, since that 200 was a moving average we were paying attention to. You know, we had a long stretch where 200 period moving average was so far down below. We never saw those markets pull back to it. Now, when you start to see that market approaching it, there's going to be some good opportunity. Uh, so it's always a great area to look for reaction. Those high uh, figured moving averages, which is the 100, the 200, those are ones that really are going to provide some good opportunity to look for trade whether it's getting in a trade whether it's getting out of a trade whether it's strictly looking for reaction i'm not saying exactly what to do at it because every instance is slightly different 
yeah so there you go everybody if you want to uh make some money you can trade off the moving averages or mint your stuff into nfts who am i to say so speaking of making money jack um i, I would be remiss if i didn't bring this up uh it is masters week oh yeah round one of the masters is on tiger woods is back um you're a golfer i'm a golfer i am who is your money on this weekend in the masters Oh man, this week I am. I haven't looked at any scores yet today. I'm actually. I'm, I'm playing the uh, Irish course tomorrow. It's Are be, you? Mi- yeah, it's gonna be miserably cold. Um, yeah, yeah. But you know, those are the rates. Um, I'm going to go with my man DJ. DJ's looking nice. good. I like or, DJ. Uh, or or Xander Shoffley. Okay. Um, I mean, it's hard for me to sit here and not say Tiger Woods because he's back. Um, He's having a nice little back nine here. He's up on 18. I think he's putting for birdie. Um, I got it on in the background. Playing good golf for a guy who people thought almost died, you know, a year and a half ago. Um, Yeah, one under, putting for par, excuse me. Uh, So I'm going to say Tiger because it's Tiger. I like Cameron Smith. Um, yeah, I like him a lot. So we'll see what happens. Nice. Well, right. We'll see. We'll know who's right by next week, Dan. So in the meantime, I think it's time for us to say adieu to this uh, lovely little chat we had here. So thanks y'all for coming in here today. Uh, check out Make Hogue Money at eight twenty-five in the morning after the forecast. That's on Tuesdays and Thursdays. People are really enjoying that. It's doing live trading. We're hoping to do more of that in the future. Where maybe we'll, Dan. Who knows? Maybe we'll do some live trading at some point to do it not this time all right well thanks dan for having me and that's all for us for now so namaste and trade well everybody thank you so much for listening limit up is a presentation of top step check out our futures trading combines at topstep.com we'll see you next week and live on youtube on the top step youtube station stay safe out there everybody